Now, we have not been on a shopping spree in quite some time, but by golly, we're going to change that this week. And I shouldn't have to twist your arm too hard to come along, particularly if you have pets in your life, which many of us do, or if you have a sweet tooth in your life, which all of us should, you're not going to want to miss these two fabulous local bluegrass businesses to be spotlighted, beginning in downtown Henderson with Miss Angie Lilly. She is the proud owner of Gabby's Pet Boutique. Now, Angie has been producing cute and cuddly clothing for precious pets since 2007, but there's much more to Gabby's Pet Boutique than just this clothing, and we will get the gist momentarily. Afterwards, we will get some delicious dessert, courtesy of Delicious Desserts. Yep, D-A-L-I-S-H-A-S, Desserts. They are found in Owensboro. We'll be speaking with the owner, Miss Alicia Hardison. She has been whipping up tasty treats in her kitchen for a number of years, many of which can be found on a weekly basis at the Owensboro Farmer's Market, which starts on Easter weekend. How convenient and how cool is that? So let's go shopping. It's your free taxi this week right here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass Season 5, Episode 14. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Harlan to Hartford, Oakland to Oklahoma, when you're ready to talk about the Commonwealth and learn about it, then my friend, you're ready for blabbing in the bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. I'm Sam Moore here at the ever-popular, eye-popping North Quail Motel in beautiful Henderson, KY, and we're going to double up on local businesses this week because I sure appreciate what these people do and the services they provide, and I know you do as well. Beginning in downtown Henderson, we are with Gabby's Pet Boutique. Now, pet boutiques, that's really a unique concept, and these places are few and far between, not only in Kentucky, but just everywhere in general. And uh, I tell you, the one we're going to feature today is not only surviving, but it's thriving thanks to its rightful owner, Miss Angie Lilly, and she's going to go into detail about the custom-designed clothing that she has been producing for pets for roughly 15 years. We'll find out more about these designs as well as other product offerings in her store annual events that she hosts. Plenty of reasons to come check out Gabby's Pet Boutique. Also, 
plenty of reasons to check out Alicia Hardison at Delicious Desserts. Now, what she's done is actually uh, pretty brilliant marketing because she's taken her name, Alicia, and put a D in front of it. It sounds like delicious, but it's Delicious Desserts. D-A-L-I-S-H-A-S Desserts. And you can find Miss Alicia Hardison on a weekly basis at the Owensboro Farmer's Market starting here in just a few weeks, she offers a variety of tasty treats. If it's sweet, most likely she's done it and she'll be able to accommodate you, especially when it comes to those wedding cakes, which are extremely hot commodities this time of year. It's a big wedding season and uh, she can definitely hook you up with the wedding cake of your dreams. So in addition to all that you're going to find at the Owensboro Farmer's Market, yes, Alicia also proudly handles custom orders. So we'll get the uh, 411 on all of that after we talk to Angie from Gabby's. And we're going to talk to Angie after we bring you this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster. We try to do one of these each and every week, so we'll give you the question now. We'll give you some time to stew on it, and we will give you the answer at the conclusion of today's program. Now, in the Commonwealth, we have a whopping 45 state parks. Yes, indeed. You're never far from one, regardless of where you are in the bluegrass. We have 45 state parks. I want to know, what was the first one to be established? Again, out of the 45 state parks that we have here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, what was the first one to be established? You think on that, but not too hard because I don't want you missing Angie and Alicia and all that they have to say, the products that they offer. You won't want to miss a nanosecond of their product descriptions, and we will reveal the answer in the program's final segment. Best of luck. And now, Blabbit in the Bluegrass brings you a local business landmark. Plain and simply, you just don't hear about too many pet boutiques, but that's what makes downtown Henderson truly unique to have this one, the one that we're about to feature. And uh, its rightful owner has uh, proudly been producing cuddly clothing for the Fluffies for a decade and a half or thereabouts. They also have uh, plenty of other products and services that they uh, offer to pets. It's just a uh, a great shopping environment, whether you have pets or you know somebody that has pets and you want to come with them, you're going to walk out of there with a smile on your face. They call themselves Gabby's Pet Boutique, and here to tell us all about it is the owner herself. Let's hear it for Miss Angie Lilly. Angie, this is your first podcast, and we are so delighted to have you. It is a one day after your birthday as well, and I know that there's nothing you'd rather be doing on your belated birthday than being a guest here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. <laughs> Absolutely, Sam, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to come and share information about our store. It's a small but mighty bunch over there at Gabby's. It's you and your son, Seth, and uh, you've got another... Um, sales associate over there, Gabby, are there any, or not Gabby, uh, Hadley. Hadley, uh-huh, Hadley. that's correct. Yes, that's indeed. Correct. Are there any others? Just the three of us. So, uh, oh, you know, gosh. when you come in here, you're basically going to see one of the three of us all the time. So it makes it a little easier for us to all stay connected and kind of know what's going on and 
And even if you come in once and you got to see one of the other, one of the other of us, then we kind of still know what's going on since we're so small. You've had a, an admiration for pets um, pretty much all your life, I know. So tell me how you first fell in love with the furries as a child and uh, talk about some of your earliest and fondest memories of uh, bonding with them. All right. Well, you're right. I think I uh, have always had a fondness for animals and have always been drawn to them. Uh, as, a, as a child, I grew up in the country, so we always had babies of some sort that, you know, fell out of a tree or something happened to the mother. So I had plenty of baby squirrels and baby rabbits. And uh, yeah, so we would, we would try to raise them to where they could make it on their own. We tried not to tame them too much because we didn't want them to lose their natural instincts. But to me, they were my babies. So, uh, you know, being a young girl, we liked the little babies and to take care of things. So I always had something going on and, and uh, also had a lot of kitties. Um, you know, years ago, you didn't think anything about having lots of kitties running around, you know, and and having them spayed or neutered. We just didn't sure. think that way out in the county. But uh, so I always had plenty of kitties and, you know, yeah, they were, bless their hearts because they were pretty good. I would dress them up in the dog clothes and put them in my stroller and <laughs> off we'd go. So they, they were, were always cooperative, huh? They were pretty cooperative. Every now and then I would get a wild one, but most oh, of the yeah. time they were, they were pretty uh, cooperative. And uh, of course we always had dogs, but they were all outside. So sure. I never had an indoor pet until I turned about 10 and uh, I got a small black poodle and her name was Muffy and Muffy. Um, Muffy. Yep. And she came to me because I'd, our family had had a traumatic event and we had lost a very young uncle of mine who we were, well, I was extremely close to. Um, he was killed by a drunk driver. So at 10 years old, um, it was a little hard for me to comprehend everything. And yeah, I was, no doubt. Yeah, so I was struggling a little, and so my parents broke down, let me get the, the puppy, uh, and uh, Muffy was truly just an amazing dog. She uh, helped me get through that time by giving me something I could focus on and take care of, and yeah. she was all mine, and uh, she was with me until I was 22. So, oh, so gosh, uh, 11 yeah. years or so there. Yes, yeah. So, gosh. she taught me a lot about life. And I think that was probably when I knew I was kind of hooked to. Yeah. Uh, and Muffy always, was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Muffy was your therapy as well. Uh, Muffy was my therapy. Absolutely. <laughs> Angie, I know that the inspiration for Gabby's Pet Boutique first came to you in 2007. So enlighten us, if you would, on the uh, the source of this inspiration and uh, describe how it ultimately led to the start of your store. Well, um, Gabby's Pet Boutique is named for my little girl named Gabby. Uh, she is a, was, unfortunately, I lost her about two years ago, um, but she was a little two and a half to three pound Yorkie mix. 
Um, and she came to me again. It wasn't one of those things I was looking for. I went with a friend of mine to, to get a dog for her and, uh, this Gabby was left. And so, you know, I couldn't leave her there by herself. So she came home with me. Um, but anyway, she was, uh, extremely small, uh, even, even full grown. Like I said, at, at best, she was three pounds. So she's always been tiny and uh, she was cold, always cold. Just, it didn't matter summer or winter, she was just cold. So I started making some clothes for her to keep her warm. And uh, that's kind of how that part of it got started. And then I also had another dog at the time and uh, his name was Taylor and he had some major skin and health issues. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and so in researching, uh, at one year old, they were talking about, hey, you may have to put him to sleep. He's He would, he would just kind of eat his legs, I mean, just down to oh, where they were bleeding. Yeah, uh-huh. so that got me to thinking, there's got to be something. This is a one-year-old dog, and that's how I got into the nutrition side of it. So uh, got into that nutrition part and researched it and studied it and and got him well and he lived a long nice long life so I guess there's two inspirations I had Gabby for the clothes and I had Taylor for the food and I put them both together and I was like you know what I'm just gonna try it see and now we have the clothing and the the foods and supplements that you sell now and if you didn't have both of them (laughs) <laughs> who knows we yes. wouldn't be sitting here talking about your store right now perhaps yes that's but, exactly uh, right it was a definitely a scary leap but uh, I had a lot of support and I had a lot of friends that kind of were like you got to do it you know they were they were wanting I was making clothes for their dogs and so it was you know just jump in and give it a whirl I and love you've got it. a lot of talent Angie come on admit it <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know. It ain't bragging <laughs> if it's a fact. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, but like you said, though, you had to you had to put Gabby to sleep a while back as well as Taylor, but you've got a couple furries now, don't you? Oh, yeah. You know, I'll probably always have some sort of furry. You'll but, always uh, have at least one. At least, yes. I have two uh other dogs they're both small not quite as small as Gabby was and then I also have a cat uh named Mara most days that's her name occasionally she gets some other names we probably shouldn't mention but um, (laughs) she can be a little stinker (laughs) yeah you know I do try to keep this show PG rated so I guess exactly exactly (laughs) we better leave those other names out so Mara's your cat what are the dog's names uh, I have uh, Nikki and Clarabelle. Nikki and Clarabelle. I love it. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah. So, so, I'm sure they're all three spoiled rotten. But, well, uh, yes, pretty much. They, they run the house. And then, of course, we have Willow here at the store. And she's our store kitty. And uh, got an in-store pet. We do, and she lives here. We uh, when we first, she was a drop off. Someone dropped her, and uh, at one of my customers' homes, and they couldn't keep her. So, 
of course, where did they come? They came in here and they're like, here's this little cute cat. I mean, somebody dropped him. Do you know anybody that'll take her? I'm like, yeah, I'll take her. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to twist my arm too hard. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. It was a pretty easy thing. And and oh, she God. is one of the sweetest, sweetest cats. Anyone that's been in here knows her because she is you know, she's on the counter waiting for you to pet her. And then she oh, follows yeah. you through the store. And so, yeah, she's just a really <laughs> unique, special kitty. But yeah, yes. she lives here at the store. So always visible, I'm sure. Now, um, roughly 15 years ago, Angie, you began, um, like we said, creating specialty clothes for your sweet little Miss Gabby and would soon produce similar clothing for uh, other precious pets throughout the area. So uh, talk to me about the, the educational tools and resources you use to, uh, to master the art of designing these clothes. Well, I'm not real sure uh, how I would describe that. I come from a long line of seamstresses, both my great-grandmothers and my grandmothers and my mother were all seamstresses and a lot of it's in your genes <laughs> I, apparently it is because i i never went to school for that i never even realized i hung out as much as i could with my grandmothers to watch them i just was always fascinated that you could take a piece of fabric that was just a piece of fabric with no you know uh use for it really until you made it into something so uh, I was always just kind of very intrigued by that and thought that was the coolest thing. So I helped as much as they would let me help, which usually was handing them the pins. But right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was soaking in a little bit of it. But uh, you learned a I, lot through observation, I'm sure. I think it was an observation thing. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I think I basically just kind of caught on to it I obviously I don't uh, sew any kind of clothes for people I keep it Darn. only yeah <laughs> I only keep it to my animals I've decided that they are easier to please <laughs> so, yes and easier to fit most of the absolutely. time absolutely <laughs> yes absolutely Angie what are you most proud of dear when reflecting upon the uh, the growth and evolution of Gabby's pet boutique since its inception well, we have weathered quite a few storms oh, sure. um, and challenges, as any small business oh, does. Yeah. Um, and we, our product is is uh, that again. If you go back, you know, even twenty years ago, our pets we didn't think of them as much as a family member, maybe as we do now. Right. So it was a little bit of a challenge and it continues to be a little bit of a challenge to um, educate people on the importance of nutrition and the importance of, you know, dental hygiene and and proper grooming. So that mm. has always been a little bit of a challenge. Um, but, uh, you know, we we grow every year and we have great customers and they want that information and they're more open to that now. And and that's just not just in Henderson. That's everywhere. Um, pets, pets are just their family. You know, they're not a pet any longer. They're they're a part of the family. So to prove that you've grown, you did um, relocate from your original store in what was it, 2013 or 14? Uh, yes, uh-huh, into 2014, yeah. Yes, so you uh, that, that's how long you've been um, 
at your current location, which is what, about a mile or so away from the other? Yes, probably. Yeah, that's about right. I'm not real good at judging distance, but I'd say you're probably about right. We're up yeah. at, um, yeah, so up on the corner of 8th and Green. Easy to find. Now, um, Angie, the, uh, the products available to pets and the services available to pets at uh, Gabby's are seemingly unlimited, but uh, let's start with your one-of-a-kind handmaids. Why don't you uh, walk us through the uh, wide array of, of clothing and other merchandise that you produce with love and care by hand for your valued customers? Okay, well, we, we uh, don't make as many uh, outfits like dresses and jackets and those type things as we used to. And part of that, I, I feel like, is a lot of your big box stores have kind of, you know, realized, hey, this pet market is a, a good market to be in. Mm -hmm. um, so they tend to carry things that are mass produced. And as you know, you know, um, you someone who's making something handmade cannot compete with uh, a product that is mass produced in another country. So that really did kind of slow that part of what I do down uh, quite a bit. But what I do continue to, to manufacture, if you want to call it that, sure. uh, is collar bows and um, what we call our stretch collars. And then we do occasionally get an order for a, a dress or a coat. And when I get that, I'm more than thrilled to do it. Um, but as we don't keep those items in the store in stock any longer, we only, you know, keep the bow ties and the stretch collars in stock continuously. But uh, yeah, we're all, I'm always ready to anytime anybody wants to come in and, and have us measure their baby, we will do something that is truly unique just for them so it's uh never ending seemingly as far as the uh, the possibilities and angie's always up for a challenge so you know come on in there check out their assortment of uh collar bows and uh and so forth and uh you know as far as the dresses angie's more than willing to uh to tackle that as well now um in addition to being comfortable in um their clothing and collar bows and so forth, Angie. The furries also need to be well-nourished. So uh, why don't you give us an overview of the uh, foods and supplements available at Gabby's to keep our pets healthy and thriving? Absolutely, I'll be happy to. Um, we do pride ourselves here at Gabby's on carrying only the superior food foods that are made for our pets. Um, we don't carry anything that's made outside of the country um, there, or even that uh, would get the ingredients or source their ingredients to make those foods. Um, we know our foods. We know when to recommend them to certain mm -hmm. pets and what their purpose is. And we try to get match the best diet to what that pet's needs might be. Um, and there's, you know, we, we definitely are not vets and, uh, we do not encourage anyone to not follow their vet's advice. So, but we do feel like there are other methods to maybe help with an issue and to keep our pets healthy versus just a, a meta medicine, you know, uh, yeah. a vet. so we try to educate people on that. And we can almost always see some changes if we get a diet change just from a 
higher quality food with truer ingredients and more natural ingredients. And then we can most normally we can help with whatever issues going on. Um, there are times when, you know, there's no choice except for medicine and but we can still provide some things just to to benefit their health. Um, and we uh, we also one of the things we do is we encourage all of our flea and tick type things. That's an all natural product that we we use. We like to stay away from putting those chemicals on our animals sure. as much as we can. So we offer all of those type items too, as well as any kind of supplements that we may need. Again, those are all natural holistic uh, supplements. And we can offer also um, dental care. We carry a lot of different products for, for the dental as far as like, you know, we can do uh, supplements to go in the food and toothbrushes and toothpaste and water additives. So there's, you know, it kind of depends on what the, the mom and, or dad is comfortable with and, you know, uh -huh. whether they want to try to brush their teeth or not. And so we kind of want to work with them too, to make it as, as convenient for the pet parents as possible. See, so not only do they offer the products to help us care for our pets, they also offer helpful information. I noticed on the website uh, just a few days ago that you've got uh, some insight on there on how to, you know, care for pets during the uh, spring and summer months, especially when the, uh, the dog days creep up on us and the weather gets warmer. You can refer to the uh, website as well, gabbyspetboutique.com, and get all kinds of tips and tricks to make sure that uh, you're doing what you can on top of utilizing the uh, wide array of products that Angie offers. And anyone can call us. Like I said, it's just the three of us here. We're happy to talk to people, um, you know, and help with answer questions or help with a problem. Uh, anytime. Absolutely. Call us or come in. We're, we, we love to do that. We love to share our knowledge. Yes, they are. They are your right arm. And if you've not met them, they're your friends you haven't met yet. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Um, yeah. After uh, the basic needs of uh, comfort, love and nourishment are met, Angie, uh, animals must also be entertained. So why don't you fill us in on the splendid toy selection in stock to help keep them smiling and uh, help them stay active? Absolutely. We do have a, a wide array of toys. Um, and, and like you said, it is so necessary that our pets have um, toys or an outlet for their natural instincts. They, they also need the exercise. They need to stay physically fit, but they also need the mental stimulation that comes from the toys. Um, and we have a lot of different things that, you know, are some toys are interactive that you can put treats in. Some toys are, are more just the plush type toys that have the squeaker. And that to an animal, that squeaker is, you know, oh my gosh, this, this thing's alive. I have to kill it. Yes, Which, our little Jojo loves her squeaker. <laughs> yes, and that's just, that's their instinct. But, you know, you don't want to take that away from them. You want to let them And I, We do get people like, well, he just tears up everything. Well, that's kind of what they do. That you comes know, with pet ownership. <laughs> it does. It does. Cause in their mind, they're, you know, they got to kill that, 
that squeaky plush teddy bear. They just got to kill it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of just their instinct. So we do have a lot of different things to uh, help help with that. And then as, as far as even for our kitties, we do the same thing. You know, our kitties like to stalk and hide and hunt. And so we have a lot of different things for those for those uh, little babies as well. So, so even when they kill their squeakers, at least you know that they're, they're occupied and it keeps them out of trouble yes. and getting into other things they're not supposed to be getting into. So. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and like I said, they think they've done something great, you know, because that, that is their instinct in the wild is, you know, yeah. that's how they get their food. So, but yeah, it, it does it. And it, like I said, you get, you know, the chase the ball, you do, you're getting exercise. The, the dog's getting exercise, just like we humans need. Absolutely. So no matter how many toys they kill, Gabby's ain't going to run out. So just go back and uh, visit with Angie and restock. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Or bring, better yet, bring them in. We'll let them pick out whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Let them, let them sightsee and pick out. Because, uh, you know, pets always have their way of communicating to us what they, what they like and what they don't like, don't they? <laughs> Absolutely, they do. Yes. <laughs> so so you can uh, let them scope out the selection for themselves. Now, uh, Angie, Gabby's Boutique uh, periodically hosts fun in-store events catered to uh, not only pets, but also their friends and family. So uh, if you would, give us a, a snapshot of these special occasions and tell us when they're typically scheduled. Sure, Sam. Um, well, before COVID, we had quite a few more events than we do now. I mean, every, as you know, everything has changed since COVID. Yeah, that was the curveball of all curveballs. <laughs> yes, it was. It most definitely was. And, and, and that was another one of those challenges that Gabby's managed to uh, get through. Thank goodness sure. for our, our customers because they pulled us through on that. But, um, but now we only, at this time, we are only doing one event a year and that is normally um late spring early summer mm -hmm. and uh we have our vendors come out and they set up booths and they're there to educate on their particular product and we also will gather from all of our manufacturers that we carry in the store everything from food to the toys and we fill up bag uh, bags for everyone of samples and goodies and it is quite a little haul that, that we are managed to put together in that bag um, we also will yeah we'll have a little um small lunch and of course that's hot dogs and, oh yeah you always yeah. got a grill <laughs> yes got a grill and a few giveaways and door prizes and uh we encourage you know, the customers to come to bring their pets, let them socialize with other pets. And it also gives the pet parents a chance to talk to other pet parents and just to interact with that. And it's just usually a really fun, fun filled day. Sometimes we have baby goats that come to visit. And so we just, oh. you know, we, we just have make it a really fun day and also just a way to thank all of our customers for their support. And yeah. And it's a win-win situation. The pets make friends and uh, the, the pet parents make friends. And uh, they also learn from each other in many cases, no doubt. 
So yes, <laughs> but that based, is true. <laughs> based on their experiences. And I remember hearing about these such events um, before on the radio and stuff. And you also have a, a pet groomer on site to help out with uh, the grooming needs, don't you? We did. Um, groomers, uh, you know, they kind of they kind of like to kind of go out on their own. And right, so right. They kind of get started and then they move out to their own space, which is very understandable. Um, so at the moment, we do not have a, an in-house groomer. We do work with all the local groomers. And so we can direct our customers to the different ones. There you so go. So Angie, uh, yeah, Angie can still be a resource for you. If you Absolutely. need <laughs> grooming outlets, she can steer you in the right direction. Yes, we can. We can. <laughs> no doubt. Well, uh, Angie, this has been great. I know that we've all learned a lot. Now, uh, last but not least, before we let you go, in 30 seconds or less, why don't you explain why we will all earn major brownie points with our furries by taking them on a Gabby's Pet Boutique shopping spree. Well, definitely, Sam, if you want to earn some brownie points with your pets, you just got to stop in and see Seth or Hadley or myself and uh, let us help you select a high quality bag of food and maybe a treat and a chew and you know you got to bring home a new toy. And, oh, yeah. Uh, can't go to Gabby's without getting a toy. <laughs> no, and then we'll even throw in maybe a bow tie or a new, uh, new collar bow, and your pet will be definitely be the talk of the town. See? But I, yes, I promise you, you'll be his best friend. But um, until we see you in the store, I hope everybody has a tail wagon day. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yes, <laughs> we can all wag our tails, even if we, you know, even if we're not four legged right? <laughs> yes, yes, that's right, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, go on in there, check them out. You never know what you're gonna get on the house. Now, uh, give them your address there downtown, Angie. We are uh, eight hundred one North Green, right next to Casey's. Um, if you know where Ralph's used to be, we're right in that little area there, very, very easily to ac access us. And mm, I remember Ralph's Hickory Pit quite well and my mouth is watering. Mm. <laughs> yes, I know. Gosh, do we not miss them? Wow. Oh, gosh. One yeah. of my favorite breakfast places back in the Absolutely. day. But, uh... <laughs> oh, best pie ever. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the pot was great too. But uh, yeah. but anyhow, Angie's right there close. And uh, also be sure to, like we said, go to gabbyspetboutique.com, learn more about them there. Also uh, check out the uh, the advice and uh, tips and tricks they offer for uh, pets on the website. You can also find them on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So make sure that you uh, look them up there. And let's give them those store hours, Angie, shall we? We are here Monday through Friday from 9 to 5, and Saturdays we are here 9 to 2, and then we are closed on Sundays. And uh, let's give them that Gabby's Pet Boutique phone number. It is 270-827-1567. 827-1567. Just rolls right off the tongue. It so, kind of does, yeah. <laughs> call them and they'll uh, assist you with your uh, your every need, at least in terms of the pets. So <laughs> we will do our best, that's for sure. Yeah, so they will never they will never steer you wrong. Well, Angie, you have passed your first podcast. 
with flying all colors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we've all had a great time. We hope you have. Absolutely. And again, thank you so much. You know, we just love what we do here. And um, so we appreciate any chance we get to talk about what we do. So absolutely. Well, uh, we've sure uh, enjoyed the conversation and we'll do it again sometime. Okay, Sam, sounds great. Boy, what a true talent Angie is. I mean, how many people out there custom design pet clothing? And what few that do, you know they're not going to hold a candle to Angie. So please, by all means, let her assist you with your needs in this capacity. If you've got one that's, well, a special breed in more ways than one, you've got a tender heart for your pet, you know Angie's going to have a tender heart for your pet, just like she did for her precious little Gabby back in the day, and like she still does for her current pets. And I'm here to tell you, it is truly an enjoyable shopping experience at Gabby's Boutique, whether you're a two-legged or a four-legged, and it's pretty much a given that your furry friends are going to make other furry friends while you're mixing and mingling, bonding with Angie and her staff, and stocking up on all the basement bargains that they have to offer. So, go on in there and find out what it is that you've been missing. Also, look them up on the web. I will link you to their website in my show notes to make it easier. Absolutely no excuse not to keep up with anything and everything going on inside Gabby's world. So now that our pets are well taken care of, it's time to take care of ourselves with something sweet. If you're like me, when are you not craving one of those creative cookies? Specially designed, you just don't see them often enough. What about those wedding cakes? If you or someone you know is about to tie the knot, never too early to start thinking ahead. And those pies, gosh, we don't need a special occasion to devour a pie. And guess what? We've got exactly what it is that the doctor ordered. And now Blabbit in the Bluegrass brings you a local business landmark. Well, today we're going to satisfy your sweet tooth with a dessert baking extraordinaire. Everything from uh, cookies to pies to cakes, you name it, she's done it. And she sells a bunch of her goodies at the Owensboro Farmer's Market on a regular basis. She even has some uh, tasty treats that we definitely need to try outside of the dessert department. So uh, here to enlighten us on her experience, her background, and her uh, wide array of tastiness that she's uh, constantly preparing is none other than certified pastry chef Alicia Hardison. <laughs> I mean goodness everybody deserves an introduction like that that's oh, like no not everybody right. but, you're, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you are special because you own and operate delicious desserts and you told me that you've already been baking this morning and I'm yes. telling you that is quite impressive as we sit here and talk it's 11 o'clock on Tuesday what time did you get up this morning and start um, baking? it was it was probably it wasn't super early I will say it was probably around six o'clock so okay, you know well, then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that's still pre-dawn slightly even though the days are you know getting longer gradually but <laughs> <laughs> that's right but anyway yeah uh, we're sure glad that you've joined us on the on this week's show now are you from Owensboro originally 
I am not from Owensboro originally. I am actually from Muhlenberg County. Um, oh, we grew, won't hold that against you. I, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but grew up in the Bremen area and um, and then moved to Owensboro after college and when I got married. So, okay, yeah. well, uh, next to you, the uh, the Everly Brothers. Those are uh, the, right. the, uh, the biggest claims to fame in Muhlenberg County. So. That's right. I've been yeah. to many of those concerts. So, yes. Yeah. Okay, so you have a, <laughs> you did see some Everly Brothers performances in person back I then. did, I did, indeed. <laughs> That's so. awesome. Now, did you go to, I guess there were still two high schools down there when you went through, weren't there? There were, yes. So I graduated from Muhlenberg North is where I went to okay. high school. So. so see, you literally are a star. That, yeah, well, you know, I don't know about that now, but the, then for sure. So the, Mule, the Muhlenberg North Stars, what they called themselves. That's right. So uh, anyhow, well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk some some baking among other things. Now, first off, though, Alicia Hardison, I want yes. you to uh, talk to me a little bit about the the friends and family members, maybe even famous chefs who uh, fueled your passion for baking and influenced you to develop your craft. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, like most people, I feel like, that are in this industry, they usually have a, a family member that kind of gets them started on their path, probably. Oh, sure. um, and my mom is probably one of my biggest influences. She was always um, in the kitchen cooking. Um, we never really ate out much. She always uh, fixed the meal even after um, coming home from she was a teacher and then later became a, a principal. But um, so she, you know, she did a lot and is creative as well. And uh, holidays were always huge things. I have very fond memories of like making cookies and candies and cakes and things with her, uh, especially like for holidays and everything. Um, and the crazy thing that she always tells people is that um, when I was little, I was not much of a cartoon watcher. Um, uh -huh. I always... I always watched um, Julia Child and Justin Wilson <laughs> on KET. Like those were kind of the things I always um, was drawn to. Uh, Not exactly so, common interests among small children. <laughs> right, exactly. And my heart's desire as a child was to grow up and be a waitress. So um, somehow it all fits together. <laughs> But um, I, like when I got older, um, definitely influenced, especially like after high school and everything, the Food Network became really large, probably in the late 90s, 2000s, sure. um, and I always watched things like Ace of Cake um Rachel Ray things like that and um and so those were influences and then uh even now like Vivian Howard that owns uh Chef and the Farmer uh super influenced oh, wow. by her and just her story and um background and how she's like brought her um uh, business well forth, my, so, maybe yeah. it's because I like country music but uh Trisha Yearwood show is about my favorite on Food Network now <laughs> you know she's great too i'll take her too so. you'll take her but i'll tell you who originally drew me to the food network was paula dean because yes. i love 
I loved hearing her pronounce olive oil. Yes, me and you both. Well, and she sounds really similar to us too. So, and I always get, <laughs> where are you from? So, yes, yes I definitely watched many of Paula Dean's shows as well. So, now y'all, yeah. these are real, real good. That's right. That's right. And put butter in everything. Is what yeah, you do. yeah. Yeah. Stick of butter <laughs> makes everything right. That's exactly but, uh, right. <laughs> anyway, so um, you graduated from Muhlenberg. North. I know I you uh, later would pursue a uh, collegiate education in culinary arts at Sullivan University in Louisville. Give us a, a snapshot of the knowledge and experience you gained uh, up there while you were in college in preparation for your future career path. Yeah, um, I feel like um, with like most college, you know, going to school and everything, you only get a glimpse of what really working in any kind of industry that you pursue is going to oh, yeah. be and so um I definitely got a lip to dabble in a lot of different things um from savory and both pastry as well um, and I, it's probably geared more towards like fine dining and high-end things I feel like um and I, what I did while I was there, though, I made sure that I worked for a lot of different people. So while going to school full time, I one time I had four different jobs. And so, oh, my goodness, um, when did you but, sleep? Right. Exactly. You're young, like being young, then you don't really care as much. About that, but, um, but yeah, so I made sure that I, I learned things outside of school as well um, as going to school. And at the same time, and and definitely gained a lot of knowledge, um, just about things that I didn't know, foods that I didn't know about, preparation of them, um, and even a little bit of the business side as well. So you finished that in two thousand five. The 2006, I think. Okay. To, yeah, that was right, the year I graduated high school. Well, <laughs> hey, we, you are much younger than me. No, no, no. <laughs> but anyway, did you move right straight back to Owensboro or did you hang out there in Louisville for a bit? I did. I moved um, pretty much straight back because at that time I was engaged, crazy enough. And oh, gotcha. um, my husband already lived here in Owensboro and um, I moved back here for, for that reason. So, I see. Yeah. So you got a little yeah. taste of the Derby City and then I did. I did. <laughs> moved, uh, <laughs> moved back at least uh, close to your old stomping grounds in Muhlenberg County. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Alicia, many of our listeners uh, undoubtedly have fond memories of the former delicious cafe and bakery in Owensboro. And interestingly enough, this all started with a business plan competition. So uh, tell us what inspired you to enter and uh, share with us some insight on what the competition entailed. Yeah, um, I do not remember. I was trying to remember exactly where I found out about it. I do recall being at an event. Like it was, um, oh goodness, it may have been like chamber related or something, but there were these um, like postcards at our play settings, like at our tables. And it had advertised this business plan competition. And my mom was with me at the time and um, she like picks this up and she's like, you should really do this. And I'm the type of person, I'm not, um, 
oh, how do I say <laughs> Like, I'm not my own biggest cheerleader, which is probably a, ho- a horrible trait to have. <laughs> I, think, um, I think most of us can relate to that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I didn't, I was like, who am I? Like, I could never do something like that. Like, that's not anything that um, even I should even think about. And she was like, you're crazy. You're crazy. You know, she kind of pushed me like she always kind of does. Um, <laughs> and I, I did. I ended up entering it. And uh, you ha- we had to actually write out our business plan and uh, submit that. And then from there, they chose, I think there were four of us in the finals. And for that, we had to give a presentation. And I brought in some desserts also and gave to each judge. Um, and for that, Bribery. No, that's I'm right. You know, it's, it's never too, I'm never too low to do that. So, oh, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that was kind of the end of it. I was the only female um, in the final four and then uh, ended up somehow pulling it out. So, uh, so yeah, it was, yes. it was an experience for sure. And the uh, the prize was uh, six months of free rental space, correct? It was. It was. And then uh, $15,000 also went with that. And um, I will say that quickly went away. Um, the six months rent was was um, used up before I even got into my space um, because it took them a while to kind of build everything out and and everything yeah iron out the logistics and so forth yes yeah and then the fifteen thousand dollars of course very quickly got spent too with equipment (laughs) and things as as many restaurant people will know how expensive you know equipment can be so yeah but it definitely pushed me um out of my home I had been baking from home um gosh for several several years before that um yeah yeah you started delicious desserts actually um in your house and uh, yes. thanks to that competition you were able to uh, venture out and uh, circulate yes. a little bit more exactly. but uh, anyway Alicia although a delicious former brick and mortar location is no longer it is still alive and well at the Owensboro Farmers Market which by the way that starts Easter weekend does it yes. not? it does it's so exciting yeah it's coming up on the 16th so (laughs) how appropriate is that but uh but anyway uh, explain what makes the farmer's market such a unique and uh, appropriate location for delicious oh goodness yeah there's so many things like amazing things about that I could say about the farmer's market um it definitely felt like home when I um when I was there and it still does, you know, um, my products fit in so well, just with the whole fresh local idea and things, um, being homemade. And, um, it's just, it's great to be a part of something, um, that is made up of so many small businesses here in our region, um, that are supportive of one another. Um, I feel like we all want to see each other succeed and, um, these people are people that work in their business every single day. And, um, and that's kind of rare, you know, and a lot of things that you find that can sometimes, or sometimes claim to be small business, but they may not be as small as most of us are there. Right. Um, 
so yeah, and the whole concept of like knowing where your food comes from and uh, the atmosphere is just unrivaled as a whole, you know. Um, and honestly, a lot of my clients and customers from uh, the bakery, they were already the type of people that would go to the farmer's market. Um, and and so that transition for them was not hard to come to the farmer's market to see me there too to get oh so you got to you got to get reacquainted with them once uh you went to the farmer's market i'm sure uh, all you people that work together at the farmer's market sort of learn from each other too don't you oh my goodness yes and support one another like um you know i might use ingredients or and do i try to do that i try to cook seasonally and bake seasonally now um with a lot of the things that are offered there and and yes and other bakers are definitely supportive of um there as well so yeah it's great great yeah truly uh (laughs) you you know you look up partnership in the dictionary y'all's picture might as well be right beside it so (laughs) so. (laughs) yes (laughs) absolutely now um you're uh you're constantly preparing a, a huge variety of Splendid, sweet, Alicia. But let's start with one of your biggest claims to fame, and that is those wedding cakes of yours. So, um, walk us through, if you would, the the wide array of of shapes and sizes and flavors we can use to customize our delectable, delicious wedding cake. Yes, yes. So, um, weddings are definitely near and dear to my heart, just because um, I I definitely get to use even more of my artistic skills on on that side of things um, yeah and you and but, you've been through a wedding <laughs> yes <laughs> right exactly although that was a crazy I tried to make my or I did make my own wedding cake and that was I was gonna a, ask you did you <laughs> it was a huge mistake let me just say that I oh, was no. yeah it really was if you only knew but it was just right out of culinary school and every my mom says every single skill that I could have possibly learned I slapped onto that ugly cake and it was just it was I I wish that I could use many of the ones that I've done since then for my own but you know you gotta start somewhere yeah nobody can accuse you of a lack of effort that is right that's exactly right (laughs) but as far as like options and things now um gosh I'll always leave that open to my clients they're they're the ones that have you know these great ideas and with Pinterest being around now you just you never know what somebody's going to come to you with um sure for the the most part I do see it swinging now and this may even be since the pandemic um things are kind of more like not as these huge outlandish wedding cakes anymore it's more like a small kind of intimate thing or they include like a dessert table where you might have many other options of desserts besides the cake you know um, yeah and you can help them with that other stuff too can't you that's yes <laughs> yes definitely so yeah the flavors I guess you can do like vanilla chocolate strawberry all the above yeah so my top five are always what you just said actually vanilla chocolate strawberry lemon and probably red velvet are the top five but oh, I just gotcha. I feel like that's probably just because that's what most people know. Um, it's common. You're going to please everybody with those. Um, but honestly, my flavor options are pretty endless um, when it comes to that. There's so many like different things that I do. And uh, sometimes people will do that too. Um, like bourbon ball is an example. Um, I do a lot of 
um, hummingbird, honestly, op, um, recently too, which is like a very southern cake um, with banana and pineapple, pecans. Oh, that's um, unique. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely, uh, for those brides that like to go outside of the box, um, I can fulfill that too. But, um, and for those that like to keep it simple and common, that's totally, um, and probably most of the people that get things stick within those five flavors that I had listed that were most popular. So. See, Alicia Hardison caters to the people. That's now, okay. I try. I try. <laughs> let's switch gears now, Mrs. Hardison, and let's yes, talk sir. about your creative cookies, the perfect pick-me-up on those dreary days. So uh, enlighten us on the amazing assortment of uh, cookies that you bake and sell on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, even with the bakery and stuff, I always had a ton of cookies like offered. And I've kind of narrowed that down just a little bit only because it's just me now, like every single thing that you get from the farmer's market or uh, weddings, I, I make every single product. It's <laughs> so all you. You probably still is. don't sleep much. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but um, definitely my top three, I would say even now are um, oatmeal cream pies, um, mm. the a chocolate chip cookie, which how can you go wrong with that, right? I mean, everybody loves chocolate chip cookies. It, exactly. And I, if, if you ask me probably my favorite dessert, I would probably tell you that. I know that's probably pretty lame compared to like most things that you could choose, but I am. But hey, a, it's, it's basic, but it's good. Right, right. <laughs> and a huge cookie fan right here. So. Oh, you and um, me both. Yes, yes. And but uh coconut macaroons too are um are really really popular, but I've oh, done things it. like Neapolitan cookies and key lime cookies. Um molasses cookies are always popular in the fall. Um oh, I did a whole it. line of stuffed cookies with like um things stuffed inside of chocolate chip cookies like brownies and um, during Easter, I usually try to stuff a whole Cadbury egg in the inside of a cookie, which is crazy, you know, but. Oh, uh, I love it. Now, another yeah. one of my personal favorites is macadamia nut. Have you ever done macadamia nut cookies? Yes, yes. I love macadamia nut cookies with white chocolate. Those are I love them. It's an acquired taste, but. Right, right. <laughs> but yes, very good. It's a pleasure, Bob. But as we continue with our discussion of the essential food groups, because these are all very essential, aren't they, Alicia? Yes, of course they are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But let's shift uh, the spotlight now to delicious scrumptious pies, which promise to sweeten any occasion. So uh, fill us in on the most requested and commonly concocted pies to come out of your kitchen. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely key lime is probably one of my top ones um and then chocolate chip peanut butter is another top one at the at the farmer's market um I also do a strawberry pretzel salad which could be like considered pie it's like this whole other thing but um yeah it could almost pass it could definitely pass for a dessert <laughs> right oh it definitely is I definitely yeah. would say dessert for sure um but it is probably honestly one of my top sellers of all of my things that I offer there um for whatever reason people go crazy for it and I just think it's just like an it's an old thing like a, a their grandmother's made it my grandmother made it um it's something that that is nostalgic you know for them and everything See, um, so the Owensboro area is key lime crazy. 
that's right that is right but anyway as far as far as your personal favorite pie to put in your mouth what what would that be alicia oh gosh i am a big um kentucky pie because i can't say the other name because it's copyrighted okay yeah i I got you i got you you. i know what you're talking about yes that chocolate and pecan and bourbon um like that that, time of year's coming up too yes and i sell a ton of those that weekend as well um so So, uh, when may rolls around be sure to stock up because alicia will be uh will be preparing those but uh you know most days my favorite uh, pie will uh you know, it's almost a tie between uh, coconut and pecan. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Always definitely um, I do pecan and pumpkin and apple and all those fruit-based pies like seasonally um, when they come and like come around and everything come around. But well, yeah, you can't... Uh, you can't beat a good cream pie like you said coconut cream is is oh it's so good too oh so. no yes and the coconut cream and pecan or as paula dean would say pecan that's right <laughs> that's right i might argue with her on that one though but <laughs> i'm telling you yeah that might be one that we have to debate if we ever get to meet her but uh, <laughs> that's right <laughs> but anyway uh i know that as you just mentioned some of your uh your specialty sensations are uh prepared in celebration of uh festive holidays and uh, you mentioned some of the pies but let's expand on that a little more and talk about uh, a few of the other tasty holiday treats that you offer at different points during the year yeah so holidays are always well like i was saying earlier too it goes back to my mom always doing things around the holidays and stuff oh sure Um, and i try to offer something for just about any holiday that comes around um especially like more specialty cakes and um, I try to offer during those times like for example with Easter coming up I am offering um, cakes that look like bunny faces and or that have like little birds nests on the top and um, I do a lot of like cake pot bouquets for some um, holidays like Mother's Day I try to do one that looks like they look like flowers oh, um, yeah. cake pops yeah. have really taken off in recent years too haven't yeah, they yeah they do they have and you can do uh, several neat things with those too and present them in a in a really pretty way you know right yeah um a caramel apples is another thing that i've done uh, especially like in the fall around halloween um that i've offered before um so yeah more of the specialty items i try to do during those holiday sales just because it's harder to do that that's a lot of much more work put into that to be yeah. able to do it year round you know <laughs> <laughs> now what about Christmas what are your most popular Christmas specialties oh goodness uh Christmas is always cake based I feel like uh sure. people getting like uh, red velvet cake is really popular during that time of year um bourbon ball can be popular then too and i typically put um i've done like christmas trees on the front of cakes um wreaths on the front of cakes uh, made them and just made them something special that they can present on their um, see and it's never too it's never too early to start thinking about christmas that's right (laughs) i mean shoot christmas in july will be here before we know it so exactly exactly (laughs) you know alicia can maybe do some christmas tree cakes for you then and uh maybe i know well obviously at thanksgiving i know pumpkin pies really uh they you know just fly out of your kitchen no doubt yes goodness pumpkin and pecan and that kentucky pie probably that is 
definitely those top three during that that holiday for sure. It's Indeed. a pie pie kitchen during that time. So. It's a pie palooza, shall it we? Yes, it is. <laughs> and then on on Valentine's Day, I guess everything's heart shaped, like you know the heart shaped yeah. cookies and cakes and things. Oh goodness, yeah, cookies and um dip strawberries which i've done in the past before and uh, mini cakes for people that that holiday you can do just about anything i feel like and and most people will get it if it has chocolate then they're all over it for sure so. absolutely and your husband you know it, it it's it's really easy. your husband uh, has it made <laughs> on valentine's day because you know you can just make all those uh, goodies and it's a perfect way for you to to show how much you love him and your kids. You've got little kids too, right? I do. I have two two boys, two young boys. So, um, and crazy you. enough, my they would probably all argue with you that I get to make them stuff on things because they always say everybody else gets everything except for them. Oh, so, they don't think um, they get first dibs. That's right. That's right. Unless it's their birthday now, I will make an exception for sure. that. But yeah. But yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, uh, how old are your sons um my oldest will be 12 in may crazy enough it makes me feel old um and then my i know and my youngest um just turned nine on um valentine's day actually so he was a valentine's day baby oh valentine's baby well that was (laughs) the perfect uh, valentine's gift for both of you (laughs) right uh, exactly anyway yeah it's worth mentioning alicia that um there is more to delicious than just sweets as we briefly touched upon so how about discussing your uh, non-dessert nibblers on which we can stock up at the farmer's market yeah 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 so with coming from the bakery um I you know we saw we had lunch offered there um cafe style lunch with uh soup sandwiches and everything and so right um people kind of missed that um once once it closed and um something that I made sure that we had was, um, my chicken salad and my pimento cheese, which, um, were always super popular there, but they are without a doubt, um, along with the strawberry pretzel salad, those, uh, my husband always refers to them as the Holy Trinity because, Holy Trinity. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are my top three items for sure so yeah so um, those that chicken salad and pimento cheese those are both sell those are both sold by the pound right yes they are so I never in my wildest dreams would have believed that we would be making like 70 pounds of chicken salad a week you know um, and selling it and stuff but but yeah it does it's just it's crazy it's crazy absolutely and you can uh, (laughs) stock up on that uh at the uh, farmer's market coming up here in a few weeks and uh, you can also handle custom orders too when the farmer's market is not in season right yes yes as long as i am available and don't have like a crazy wedding week or something sure um, yes yes, i just need to give you ample heads up which by the way speaking of weddings um how far in advance should people ideally order those wedding cakes i always tell people as soon as they know that they need it um to contact me because um it is crazy how quickly certain times of the year especially book up um may june and october are often a year out um of like of being completely booked and uh, i am right now completely booked for for those three months for sure and and those are big wedding months 
They are. They are. So as soon as you know, as soon as you get that ring on your finger, then just call me up. So yeah. Yeah. As, as soon as he puts a ring on it, let that's, Alicia know. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and she'll get the wedding cake going. It's never too early. Exactly. To, to let her know. That's that's the bottom line. But uh anyhow, Alicia, based on your wide array of experience, uh, what would be your best advice for aspiring chefs of the future in our listening audience? Oh, yeah. Um, I would definitely tell them to um, go work for someone or shadow someone um, to find their interest in it. Um, and um, if, if they want to pursue like going to school in it, I am all for that too. I just think that the more knowledge you can gain by um, like in working in restaurants or even like educating yourself through things like there's so much stuff on YouTube now, even and um, classes that you can take virtually that can teach you so much as well. Um, and just do it, just bake, just cook uh, for yourself at home. You know, that's the only way that you're going to learn and, and do even more. So just do it. Hey, that Logan sounds familiar. It does, doesn't it? it does. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, regardless, even if you, you don't have to have four jobs like Alicia did. That's right. No, don't do that. That is probably something I may not like recommend for sure. Just because that's just, uh, uh, yes. Insane. You pulled it off, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's, you know, not not, not for everybody, but the bottom line, you, you just can't learn everything from the classroom. And so you, you got to have something to supplement that. And so yes. <laughs> Alicia, this has been great. My mouth is watering. And I know that, uh, I know that you're Friendly Neighborhood podcast host is going to get a free dessert. No, I'm kidding. Hey, I can arrange that. That is totally (laughs) (laughs) Only kidding. But anyhow, in in 30 seconds or less, Alicia, explain why delicious decadent delights are guaranteed to secure a smile and tickle our taste buds. Oh, sure. Um, I literally put everything that I am and know into what I make and... Um, everything is always made from fresh, high quality ingredients and, and obviously local when I can, because that's such a huge importance to me as well. Um, Alicia's Kentucky proud. That's right. That is exactly (laughs) right. And, um, supporting those local farmers and, um, food makers as much as I can, you know, um, I don't skimp on quality and, um, so like if you get something from me, like for example, the chicken is roasted, um, in my chicken salad, I do all of that. I don't buy anything frozen. Um, it's hand shredded, uh, cakes are made from scratch. The buttercream is actually butter and cream. Paula <laughs> Dean would be so proud. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that's right. And then on the artistic side of things, you know, um, I feel like the skill set that I have is, is just hard to replicate. And, um, and also my, um, customer service is super, super important to me to, um, every person is, is, 
important in value, no matter if they're getting a cookie or a wedding cake, you know, um, yeah. a customer is a customer. So. Everybody's somebody in Mrs. Hardison's world. That is exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> and right. she never cuts corners. No, you know, right. everything is purely top quality. So keep her in mind, regardless of the, the sweets that you're after. Of course, that farmer's market's coming up and you can soon catch her every Saturday morning. And that's between April and about September, right? Yeah, actually, it ends in the first week in November, to tell you the truth. So okay, it goes a little so bit longer. Even yeah. longer. So you can even stock up on those Halloween goodies at, That's right. That's exactly <laughs> at the right. farmer's market with the with Alicia and the delicious desserts. I love how you just put the D in front of your name, and that's how we get delicious desserts. That's quite awesome. And uh, so uh, and uh, when farmer's market's not in season, or even when it is, you can... Uh, message Alicia with those uh, custom orders. You can find her on uh, Facebook, Instagram, also YouTube. You've got a video on there. It's uh, delicious and you can watch her. There's an episode of cooking with kids on there that people might find interesting. Yeah. So that, and I, and I'm glad that you brought that up actually. Um, I, um, that came because of the pandemic and, um, just trying to find something for, you know, you have kids at home and you're trying to find something to do and for other parents that um, wanted to do, but, um, I myself have even been, um, taking a course like online where I'm learning to teach, uh, virtually. So, uh, the plan is to hopefully have, um, some virtual classes available, um, within the next few months. And then, um, if, if I can, um, to eventually do those in person as well, but I'll have to have a space and, and, um, and, for that to happen, like for everybody to be able to do it in person, but definitely looking forward to offering virtual classes. So yeah. And keep your eye out for more videos. Y'all would really enjoy that. uh, That first one she did, she, uh, she did hot, was it uh, soft pretzels? Yes, I think we did that. That's been a long time ago, but yes, I think that years, is something but... that we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> keep your keep your eye out for more, like we said. And I guess for custom orders, um, your your email is deliciousdesserts at gmail.com. That's it. You got it. A-L-I-S-H-A-S-D-E-S-S-E-R-T-S at gmail.com. And uh, I guess that or um Facebook messaging, are those the two best ways to contact you? Yeah, either of those would completely work um, for sure. So Awesome, yeah. awesome. So no, you know, you're never far away from a good cake or cookie or <laughs> <laughs> anything else that uh, your little heart desires from delicious desserts and uh, great way to kick off your Easter weekend with her on April. Let's see, that would be the 16th. Yes, sir. <laughs> First it. day of uh, Farmer's Market, and uh, Alicia would be delighted to see you. We'll get back in the kitchen, Sam's <laughs> orders, and uh, <laughs> this has uh, this has been a blast, though. I hope you've enjoyed it. Oh, my goodness, I have. I so appreciate you asking me to be a part of this, Sam, and it has just been a true pleasure to speak with you, so. Well, thank, thank you, you for being a part of it, Alicia Hardison. You rock. Oh, well, thank you. You do, too. I appreciate that.
Gosh, my sweet tooth is absolutely screaming at me right now, and I know yours is too, but the good news is you don't have to sit there and salivate over the sound of these delicious dessert goodies. You can snag some real soon, real easy, and so can I. Mark this date on your calendar, April 16th. That is Easter Eve, to be exact. And if the Easter Bunny doesn't come your way, don't matter. You'll be all set if you stock up on the delicious dessert temptations that await you that morning at the Owensboro Farmer's Market. And do make note as well that uh, starting April 16th, each and every Saturday morning for the uh, upcoming seven-ish months, you can find Alicia Hardison and her delicious desserts stationed right there at the Owensboro Farmer's Market. Couldn't be easier, so uh, also do keep her in mind for those custom orders that you need on demand, aka wedding cakes, just to make sure that you provide ample heads up, and she will definitely meet your needs. So I sure appreciate Alicia taking time to come on here and discuss all of her tasty treats with us. It was also a pleasure visiting with Angie Lilly from Gabby's Pet Boutique in downtown Henderson. Make sure that you support each of these as well as all of the other local businesses that you hear about on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. These people work hard. They have more than earned your attention and your business. So drop in and see them. Tell them that you heard about them here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. And if you've got suggestions for more where that came from, let me know about those local businesses, restaurants that I don't know about because I love Kentucky. I've lived here all my life, but I certainly don't claim to know everything. So shoot me those emails with your ideas. It's bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. As long as it has a connection to Kentucky, that is my most important criteria, and I will more than gladly give it consideration for future show content. So don't be shy. Send me that email. It would make my week to hear from you. Now, we'll be back, good Lord willing, and the creek don't rise next Wednesday. That will be April the 13th. Gosh, that'll already be the middle of April. Insane. But before we wrap this thing up, I do want to give you the answer of this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster, which we brought to you at the beginning of the show. And whether you realize it or not, we have a whopping 45 state parks here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. I wanted to know what was the first state park to be established. That would be Pine Mountain State Resort Park. Yeah, Pine Mountain State Resort Park was the very first one. It is located in southeastern Kentucky, exactly 13 miles from the Cumberland Gap. And it was established in 1924, so it's almost a century old. 98 later this year. And uh, Pine Mountain State Resort Park is definitely worthy of uh, a feature here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass, so I'll definitely have to work on that. But that was the first of our 45 state parks to be established. Pine Mountain State Resort Park ever since 1924. So come on back next week for another Bluegrass Brain Buster. And if you're not liking and following the Facebook page already, Please, please do so. You won't regret it. All of my previous shows 
are right there waiting for you. You can also keep up with the teasers on future programs as they are presented. Make comments, leave messages. I love hearing from you via that avenue as well. And don't forget, you can listen and subscribe to Blabbit in the Bluegrass without paying one pretty penny by utilizing Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or verbal, so no excuse not to come back here and join me each and every week because it wouldn't be the same without you. I would have nobody to talk to. So keep that in mind, and until we meet again, you know what you got to do. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep laughing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide Cause we're saying it with pride Just a blabbing in the bluegrass With knowledge of the state You're sure to appreciate Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass Where musicians furnish talent And great whiskey cools your palate Just a blabbing in the bluegrass With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.